All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Welcome to another episode of Dropping the Gloves with John Scott and Tim Wurzberger. Tim, how's it going, my man? It's going okay. How you doing? Why are you laughing? What's so funny? Oh, I've had better mornings, John. Yeah, you're a little under the under the weather. You know, it's going around. It's a, the doldrums of winter. But other, are, are you doing okay, though? Uh, yeah. You know what? I tested positive for COVID last night. What? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you already know this. Yeah, I know. You just told me. It sucks. Yeah, I uh, I started having symptoms on Friday, and I was kind of laid up the whole weekend. I was hoping I could just like, I was eating really well the last few days, and and trying to like walk outside and just sort of shake it off. Thought it was maybe a cold or a flu or something, and but yeah, I got tested Monday morning, and and yeah, I have I have the Rona. So you've had it for what do you think about a week now? I've had symptoms for about five days. I don't know. Yeah. So what's going through your mind? Are you nervous? Are you worried? Or are you just like ups, like mad that you got it? I'm annoyed. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm not that nervous. Um, My symptoms aren't like too severe or anything. Just low energy. That's the biggest thing. I feel like I got just hit by a truck. A little headache, a little cough, a little sore throat. But the energy is the big thing. Wow. So what's the next step? Do you go, are you checking into the hospital this afternoon? No, I, uh, I got the email around 1030 last night, but I was already asleep. Who and, emails uh, you? Do you just get checked at like a clinic or how? I don't even know how many times you've been checked for COVID. This is only once I got okay. checked on so Monday morning at the right aid nearby the new one. Okay. And then, uh, they email me back through like their system saying, here's a positive test There's a whole bunch of paragraphs about what to do what not to do and they said someone from their office will be calling to talk about protocol or whatever and uh yeah so that's that's where i'm at right now this is crazy this is um (laughs) do you feel like you failed you've gone like a year without getting it and now you just got it i mean it felt like a matter of time like you know i I wasn't like isolating completely. You know what I mean? Like I didn't just live in my house and not talk to anyone. No, you're all mixing it up, baby. You're a single cat. You got to get out there. No, I wasn't mixing it up either, but I had just, I feel like it's a matter of time. I feel like everyone's going to get it eventually. 
I've been saying that forever. Everyone is going to get it at some point, you know, and, and it just, it is funny how now they've got all these different strands and they don't know and this and that it's like, everyone's just going to get it. We're just going to have to deal with it. So you're feeling sluggish. Have you lost your taste or your smell or anything like that? Not yet, but I have lost the appetite a little bit. Like I didn't really eat much yesterday, but it wasn't because of the taste or smell. I just wasn't It's just hungry. because you're tired? I guess so. Interesting. Inter- Maybe I'm- I got it from Sidney Crosby. Why? I did see that. He's in the protocol. Are you, yeah. Have you been hanging out with him? Not in the last two weeks, so I don't think I would have got it from him. So he's in the protocol. There's a lot of players that are in the protocol. You're one of them. What do you think? I don't even know. I don't even know what to think of this. I, I'm totally at a loss for words. So did you have to call your mom and let her know? Yeah, I called her. What did she say? Timothy. She She's like, I knew it. You know, I told her I was sick. She's like, I knew it. And uh, and she said she's not really that worried. She's like, you're young and healthy. Like, just just get your rest and listen to the doctor and you'll be fine. Oh, so. goodness. Do you want me to bring you anything? Uh I'll make a list. Make a list. I'll drop it off across the street from where you live and you can go and get it. One time, five minutes away. I don't know how COVID works, but at the bus station. Yeah. I'll, I'll get it sent to you at some, some way, but if you need anything, let me know. But anyways, on to some, on to some lighter notes, better news. Friend of the show, Evander Kane had a, had a somewhat of a milestone this week. He got his 400th goal. (laughs) Patrick Kane. What did I say? Evander. Why would I say Evander when I meant Patrick? I don't know. He's just always on your mind. Is it? He actually, in all seriousness, though, Evander has been playing well of late. He's Having been a having year. a pretty good season, all things considered, with all the distractions with his bankruptcy and challenging that YouTuber to a fight. Like He's having a pretty solid year for the San Jose Sharks. But anyways, getting back to our other friend of the show, Patrick Kane. He got his 400th goal the other night, and it just gets you, it gets you thinking about where does he stack up in the grand scheme of things once he's done with his career. Does he end up being the all-time great Chicago Blackhawk? Does he end up being the all-time great American hockey player of all time? Or potentially, like where does he sit in one of the greatest players of all time? Because he is... Does he get overshadowed by Connor McDavid and Sidney Crosby and all these other superstars where people just kind of forget what Patrick Kane has done throughout his career? Maybe a little bit, but I mean, there's no one who doesn't appreciate what Patrick Kane does, you know? So I I, I think he will end up being the all-time great American at the the time that he retires. But I think right, you know, Matthews is, is on pace to just destroy his goal record. You know, like right now he's he's Kane has a chance to break Madonna's goal record for American born players, um, which I think he'll do. But I think I think Matthews is going to destroy it. And I think Matthews could very well be the all time great American uh, when all is said and done. Yeah, the, I, that's well, I let me, think that's let me caveat those, that. Go, the, go ahead. The Patrick Kane has won three cups, right? And you have to, that's a huge, huge element in that argument. And Matthews, he's got, um, I mean, goals and points are one thing, but he's going to have to win some championships to be part of that conversation. You think so when it comes to the all-time great Americans, you have to win a cup because that that leaves out a lot of good American hockey players. Like, has Phil Housley won a Stanley Cup? 
I don't know. <laughs> did Brian yeah. Brian Leach won one with the Rangers? I know Madonna. Did he pick one up? Uh, I think he did. Yeah. So I, I'm just saying, I don't, I don't know if that is a huge indicator of individual success winning a Stanley Cup. I'm sure Joe Thornton would have something to say with you about that. But when you think of all-time greats, I think you have to include Patrick Kane. He's over a point a game guy in an era where points are hard to come by. He's had some like legit longevity. He he plays almost 82 games every single year. Like it's very rare when he gets a major injury. The only time he's missed time was due to a lockout or to COVID. Like he he's a pretty consistent, durable player. And he quietly puts up a point per game seasons every single year. And we're talking since his rookie year, he had 72 points his rookie year and he's maintained that consistency throughout his career. And I don't know. I I just know from being around him, playing against him, he has, I think the best hands in the NHL and he he never gets recognized. I shouldn't say never gets recognition, but he just gets forgotten in my mind where it's just like, okay, there's Patrick Kane. He's really, really good. And, and when you talk about the, the main players in the NHL, he's almost an afterthought because of all the success he had so early in his career. Like he won Stanley Cups his second year, his third year, his fifth year, but he's played almost 10 years since that last Stanley Cup. Like I, I think people forget he had all that success early on, but he was still only 24 years old when he won his last Stanley Cup. So his prime arguably was still ahead of him. So good for him. He's got 400 goals. When it's all said and done, is he better than Sidney Crosby? No. What? No. Why? Give me reasons why. I, I'd have to like make my case. I can't do it off the cuff. But if you look at just some of the individual Well, you awards, just said the- no gut reaction. What is yeah. the gut reaction? Why? Because there's you obviously have thoughts in your head to say, no, he's not. I just want to hear the reasons. Yeah, I'm just thinking the the point totals, the um, the international success, the individual awards, the the two way play. I think Crosby is just a has been a better player for his career. The point totals they're they're very similar. Crosby's got 1,281 points, and Kane has like 1,056, and Crosby's played, I think a handful more games. So they're pretty similar in that regard. I guess Crosby has maybe 200 more points. The international stuff. I don't know. Team like, Canada, you know, it's, he's it's got, a- he had the supporting cast Crosby did with Canada. Like Kane didn't have much playing for team USA. So I don't know, man. I don't know. I think at the end of the day, right now, if they both ended their careers right now, Crosby is better. But I feel like Kane is still producing and getting better, and Crosby's at the tail end of his career. I don't think he's producing like he did 10 years ago, and I feel like Kane is still that same player. So the verdict is out. If they ended it now, like I said, Crosby would you know, take that ballot. But I feel like Kane still got another five, six good years in, in underneath his belt. I don't know. You're just siding with Crosby because you both had COVID. And you know what? <laughs> Stop this already. Are you are you going to become one of those Corona guys who just like I only hang out with people who had the virus? Is that is that what it's going to turn into? Oh uh, man, herd immunity, right? That's a thing. It is. I can hang out with you all the time now because you've had it. It's just great. I can invite you over for dinner every night. I have. I don't have to worry about you going out and getting the virus anymore. 
Once I recover, if I recover. Oh, if imagine if you died tonight. Don't say that, John. Come on. And this was your last last episode, your last kind of stuff people had, and we played it at your funeral. It's like, let's see what Tim had to say. And then Kane goes on to be the best hockey player ever. And everyone's like, he was so wrong. Like, what a dummy. Like, he oh, he really yeah. blew that one. Oh. I just motivated Kane to turn it on to another level. Uh, well, let's let's hope that doesn't happen. The dying part. I hope Kane does turn it on. But anyway, speaking of teams being dead and turning it on, a team we thought that was dead, a team that we thought – was just going to, they had the number one draft pick wrapped up. They had already, you know, sent it in this season, mailed it in was the Ottawa senators. Now at the beginning of the year, we did say they were going to have some growing pains. We did say that, you know, it was going to be a slow start to the season because of all the COVID stuff. You never had a training camp. You never had a good preseason. You never had any of this regular stuff where you, you learn how to play together as a team, all these new players, all these rookies, all these guys, they added, it was going to take some time, but don't look now, Tim. The Ottawa Senators are on a streak. They are six and three in their last nine, and they are playing decent hockey. I just picked up this Batherson kid in my fantasy league. He's killing it. All these young guys are starting to come around. What's going on in Ottawa? Or is the North Division just a train wreck? And the only team that's good <laughs> is Toronto. Go. John, about a month ago, you wondered if this was going to be considered the worst team of all time. Like that, that was the conversation we had. It was. Well, it, it was them in Detroit and Chicago. Yeah. yeah. But yes, go ahead. Go ahead. Talk about Ottawa. What do you think? I don't know. I mean, like you said, six and three in their last nine. I, I, our team's not taking them seriously. Are they not putting out their a effort against these guys? Are, are they surprising some people? Probably a little bit of everything. I think they do have some underrated talent when they can put it together. I mean, Tim Stutzel is doing some cool things. Brady Kachuk is, yeah. is really blossoming this year, and he's not afraid to drop him either. That's what kind of it's a it's becoming more and more rare thing in the league, and you can see why he was such a highly touted prospect. Already wearing the A at whatever he is, twenty two years old, dropping gloves, scoring points. I, I, I like this team to be honest. I I've kind of I'm happy for Matt Murray because, <laughs> I mean, just God he he. The first, whatever, six weeks of the season, and he was just like letting up four or five goals a night, not winning games. And you're like, how many years did he sign? Do you know? Do you remember? I don't remember the deal, but I remember there was buyer's remorse for a solid month where people were just like, what did we do? His goals against and save percentage were astronomical, and he was struggling. And he even said to himself, he's like, "I, I don't know why my game's not where it should be. I'm struggling. But he's turned it around. You know, he's put in some good performances the last couple weeks of the season and they're playing well like they really are gelling and are they going to make the playoffs i don't know they're dangerously close to catching a team that we thought was going to compete in this north division the vancouver canucks who are continuing to just slide they have not figured out their game if anything everyone's figured them out their goalies aren't playing good at all demko is you know, he's playing okay. Hope he has just been a train wreck since he's been there. Like, he has been just terrible. But back to Ottawa, this Shabbat defenseman, Shabbat, Shabot, he is he's a quietly Norris contending defenseman, I think, in the next few years. Not this year. Not this year. But he's a really, really good defenseman. He drives the play. He's good on the power play. He's a big body. I don't know why, why he plays big minutes. He, he's playing 25, 30 minutes a night. And 
I don't know. I think he's one of these guys who you can build a team around. Do you know anything about him, Tim? Or are you going to just yeah. talk about my idea? I said that like a year ago and you called me a lunatic. Call me a no, lunatic. I, I think you, this is where COVID it's messing with your brain. And I, I've read I it in articles. It affects <laughs> your memory and it just really messes with your memory. You, so you carved me up on an episode a year ago for saying something like that. I'm like, this kid is going to be a stud. He's, he's going to be a future. He's going to be the a backbone of a really strong decor someday. And you said, no way, no way. This kid is not that good. Never heard of him. Uh, it's Shabbat, by the way. Shabbat. Shabbat um, Shalom. Yeah, I know. And uh, yeah, he's a stud. He's a, he's a stallion. Stop. Stop it with the stupid stallion stuff. I don't like it. Not on my show. No. <laughs> no wagons, no stallions. None of that stuff. No squads. I don't like it. It's not, it's not going to happen. But anyways, Will the Ottawa Senators make the playoffs, Tim? No, 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 no. Come on. No, we're almost halfway through the season. They're streaking. Montreal is they're just struggling. Calgary is in a free fall. Vancouver can't seem to get their act together. And Ottawa's quietly putting up decent points and wins. If they can figure this out, they're only eight points behind Montreal. Like that's that's not a lot to overcome when you play these teams five six times in the next month and a half. So if they can string together some of these wins and keep playing the way they play, I know it, like I don't think they're going to make the playoffs, but I would not be surprised if they do because in this division, there's only seven teams, so more than fifty percent of the teams make the playoffs. It would not surprise me if they do. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, especially since they've got some of these teams' numbers. They haven't played Vancouver lately, but they they beat Montreal twice last week. You know, like they 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 can beat these teams. They've proven that. So, uh, you know, it's not impossible. But no, I think I think the law of averages kind of levels things out. I think you see these guys at the most finish where they are now at seventh or sixth. Are they at six out of seven? Um, so yeah, I, I don't see them making the playoffs. I do think. I mean, Vancouver, they've won three out of their last 10. It's just, it's, I can't believe this. I really had them picked to like maybe be number two in this division in, in the preseason. Everyone loves these, like, love these kids heading into the season. Uh, the high energy, the goal scoring, the exciting young talent, uh, the, the moves they made in the offseason. And I just, I, I still, I mean, I'm not watching the games in Vancouver, but I just, I can't understand why they're not doing better than they're doing right now. Yeah, I don't know. I, I just think there is something to be said for they just caught light, lightning in a bottle last year. Everything worked. Every pickup they you know, had was just a perfect pickup. And who knows? Maybe Tyler Toffoli did drive a lot of that. Who I don't know. But something's wrong in Vancouver. And they played 20-plus games, and they haven't figured it out. So I, I don't know. And, and they're showing no signs of life at all. I, I don't know what the make of that situation. The same can be said for the Calgary Flames, a team going into this season that had, you know, pretty high aspirations. They they have a good core, or so we thought, of players with Gaudreau and Kachuk and Monahan and all these guys. They're floundering in fifth place, and they're not looking like they're going to pick up any. Like I don't know, they just don't. The only teams in the North Division that scare me right now are Toronto and Winnipeg. That's it. Edmonton doesn't scare me. Calgary doesn't scare me. Vancouver, no. So if I'm another team in another division and I'm looking at potential playoff matchups, if I'm the coach, I'm scouting the Leafs and I'm scouting the Jets. 
that's it. It, it. Like I would be happy if we played Edmonton or Calgary or all these other teams because they're easy matchups for me any any day of the week. So I don't know. I'm, I'm doing an interview today with somebody out west, and they're just interested in my North take. And I know they're going to carve me and just really come after me because I, I think this North Division is is garbage. I honestly do. I honestly think it's a train wreck. Everyone was just the, the wool was pulled over all of our eyes. Everyone thought this division was going to be so fun and great and just like, it's going to be awesome. And we got fooled because this division is a joke. I think there's two good teams. Like I said, Winnipeg and Toronto Edmonton, they're okay. Maybe they could figure their issues out, but I I just don't see them in the same class as a Winnipeg and Toronto. We'll see. I don't know. I was wrong about a lot of things, but I don't think I'm wrong about this, Tim. Call me crazy. Call me crazy. That's just how I see it. All right. Any anything else to touch? We talk about this North Division a lot. Is there anything else you want to touch on? No, no. All right. One more thing I wanted to talk about. It's actually pretty interesting. We we talk about Kane being undervalued, being underrated. Andre Vasilevsky has posted his third straight shutout. The Tampa Bay Lightning are cruising through this division through this season. They're actually tied with Carolina Hurricanes right now for first place in that division, but I don't think we've seen the best out of the Tampa Bay Lightning Lightning yet. Uh, Mind you, they're missing their best player in Nikita Kucherov, so when he comes back, this team is going to get that much stronger. Is Vasilevsky the Vesna winner? Can we just, you know, don't have to play the rest of the season? Is he the best goalie in the game right now, Tim? Yeah, I think we knew that going into the season, so I don't think that's really a surprise. All right. Well, that, I guess that's, that's all we have to talk on that issue. We don't have to argue anymore. Okay. Anything else, Tim? No, I'm sorry. I'm just a little low energy this morning, given it, you my, really, my it's affliction. A, it's, it's really distracting. I, I, I knew you were somewhat selfish. I didn't realize it was to this level where you just get a little virus and all of a sudden you, you don't even want to talk anymore. It, it's, it's distracting. Uh, I'm going to be so annoying to you, John. Uh, I'm really going to milk this thing even more. So even more annoying than you are in my life already. So I know it's coming. I'm prepared for it. I've already lined up new hosts, co-hosts. If, if for some reason you can't come through, is that okay? Uh, guests. Do you mean guest speakers? Hosts. If you die, <laughs> I have to, pre- I have to plan for the future. There's a line of secession, John. There's a protocol for this. Are you the Pope? There's going to be a vote and there's my vote only. That's it. That's all I have to do. <laughs> but all, in all seriousness, I hope you feel better. Um, I don't know what else to say. It's, it's a very shocking episode. Yeah, it's a bummer. Um, I'm probably going to go back to bed. But um, yeah, I hope I feel better. I hope you do too. And in, in other good news, the Montreal Canadiens did pick up their first win with their new coach. So there's that. They've, they fired their goalie coach last night too. But then they hired a new one in um, Sean Burke. Yeah. So that's going to be a big change for them as they get a new goalie coach. The goalie coach, I think, is one of the most underrated positions. I, I feel like it does help the goalies, which is kind of funny and strange. But in this truncated season, I don't see it making a huge difference. I don't know what Sean Burke's going to do coming in with only 25, 30 games left to like all of a sudden – overhaul the goaltending situation in Montreal. I just don't see it. If anything, he's going to go down to Laval and maybe help out the 
the prospects a little bit. But at this point in the year, that's a strange move to make. Maybe it's just this guy's buddy and he wants to bring him in. I don't know. It's an old boys club, Tim. It's an old boys club. We've seen. Oh, one more thing. There, there's fans at the games. I, I just wanted to touch on that. We are. What's wrong? Are you okay? Yeah, I'm nodding. You're nodding with your eyes closed like you're dying. I'm nervous. Should I come over there with gloves and masks and just watch you? And yeah, just breathing. Come, just rub my back while I fall asleep. Don't be weird, you weirdo. But anyways, yeah, so there's fans at the games. That's exciting. Pittsburgh had fans. The Islanders had fans. It only 10% capacity, but it is something. And I think it's a step in the right direction. We'll see. Maybe by the playoffs, we'll, we'll see 50% capacity. It'll be a nice little environment. I don't know. Something to, to keep your eye on. I don't know. It's not, it's not nothing. Fans are back of the games. We'll see. I'm sure Gary Bettman's happy. He's got a little more coin in his pocket. But anyways, everybody, we will talk to you on Friday. Hopefully, Tim is a little more energetic. We can get an update on your COVID journey. We should, journey, we should do a little journal. Yeah. This is great. I think this is good for the show. This is good content. <laughs> I'm glad you got COVID. Yeah, this is good content, John. Did you think you were going to get COVID before me? Yeah. You don't do you anything. Did. I go out all the time and I'm a non-masker. I just, I go into, <laughs> it's funny. I'm, I'm having mask fatigue. You know what I mean? Where I used to be really good with it and I would wear it and I would wear it to the grocery store and I would wear it out. I'm so fed up with it now where I don't wear it anymore. I'm just like, I'm not going to wear it. And no one says anything to me because I think they're scared of me. I got this big beard now and I'm always have my kids with me. I'm just like, I'm not wearing it because it doesn't make sense. I go to these stores with all my kids and they don't wear a mask. And it's like, if they get it, they're just going to give it to me as soon as we get in the car. So what's the point of me getting it? John, all, all of you should be wearing masks. I'm not putting masks on my kids. No, <laughs> are you serious? I know, uh, no. and I'm dead serious about this. I don't want my kids to wear masks. I, th- I think it's traumatizing to them. I don't want them to think this is normal. I don't want them to grow up and be like, yeah, you know what? Uh, what I remember from my childhood is I wore a mask all the time. So one of my daughters really likes to wear it, and I'm always like, take it off, take it off right now. I don't want to see it. Get it off, and I, I take it off for. I'm like, no, we're not doing that. Kids, it's a, it, statistically, kids are fine getting it. We know the science. Sure, people die of it. People die of the cold. People die getting hit by cars. Kids statistically are fine to get it. So that's why I'm like, take it off. You're not wearing masks ever. Ever. We go into stores and they have big signs. You have to wear masks. And I go, no, they don't. No, they're my kids. I'll wear a mask into Costco. My kids won't. That's just how I live my life, Tim. That's just it. That's just it. Mad at me if you want. I don't care. Anyway, that was an option. To be mad at me? To not wear a mask. Well, what are they going to say? Kids, put your mask on? Yeah. No. It's so funny. People who don't know me, they're very scared of me. Because I look like this intimidating guy. But in all reality, I'm just like a teddy bear. And if they they were to ask me to put a mask on a kid, I probably would, you know, oblige. I'd be like, you know what? Okay. But they don't. Cause they're scared like Costco and home Depot and Meyer and the groceries, like all these places. They just don't even, I just walk in. So anyways, this is boring for the listeners. I hope everyone's doing better than Tim. <laughs> Not hard to do at this point. Um, we will talk to you guys on Friday. Cheers, everybody. 
Thanks for listening to Dropping the Gloves with John Scott, a member of the Nation Network of Podcasts. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts from to never miss an episode. 